This is Lucas Miles, and I want to welcome you to the Lucas Miles Show. You know, because I'm on the road as often as I am, many times I have to record these intros in all sorts of interesting places, from hotel lobbies to cars, and every now and then I do it poolside. But on this particular episode, I'm coming to you from Cleveland, Tennessee, and I'm excited to share with you about an interview that I had earlier this year with Madeline Carroll, who is one of the stars of the new film, I Can Only Imagine. Madeline previously landed roles in films such as Flipped, The Spy Next Door, Santa Claus 3, and made appearances in hit TV shows such as Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, Lost, one of my personal favorites, and NCIS. In today's episode, we talked to Madeline about her experience growing up in Hollywood as a believer, how God rejuvenated her career when she was almost ready to quit, and her experience working with Dennis Quaid in the new film, I Can Only Imagine. You know, it's rare that I meet somebody who impresses me as much as Madeline. She's just an incredible young woman and a really powerhouse believer. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. And if you haven't seen I Can Only Imagine yet, go see it. What are you waiting for? This is a box office smash hit opening weekend. It was just behind Black Panther and Tomb Raider, an incredible film, and it's still picking up steam. You're really going to enjoy it. Now, here's my interview with Madeline Carroll. Madeline Carroll, welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm glad to have you here. We kind of serendipitously met uh, down in the lobby here at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel for NRB. And I had the opportunity to watch one of your recent films here recently, which you're here promoting, I Can Only Imagine. How was that project? Uh, for me, it was just such a blessing. I mean, I was familiar with the song my whole entire life, obviously, as so many people are. And I remember hearing it for the first time at church when I was about nine years old. And so when I found out about the film, I actually was at an audition for something totally different. And the woman who got paired up with me to be my mom just knew me and knew that I was a believer. And she was like, hey, have you heard about that new movie? I can only imagine. And I was like, no, like the song. And she was like, yes. Instantly then I knew that it was going to be something so big and so powerful. And I left and called my manager and was like, you have to get me in for this because (laughs) I have to go. And she set up a meeting with uh, John and Andy and Kevin Downs, the producer, and Beverly Holloway. Big shout out to her. Love her. And so she set this, this meeting up and I go in and it just so happened that they had actually been trying to get a hold of me and couldn't. So it was like such a God thing, like really, truly. So I went and met with them and didn't read lines, didn't do anything, just literally went in and talked to them about God. And I have never, ever did that. I've been doing this since I was three and I never had that chance before. Um, and was Resident so Evil didn't provide that no, opportunity Resident for you. Resident Evil did not provide that opportunity <laughs> for me. So I was like, just in shock. And so I left after the meeting and I said to my mom, I was like, mom, it's okay if I don't get this because I'm just so grateful to know that there are other people in the industry trying to do what I'm trying to do. And it really blessed me and I ended up getting it. So that was like just even more of a blessing. But I really am just so happy and grateful to be here because, you know, there's always someone more qualified. There's always someone you know, that's the better actress that's, you know, trained more. And so I really, I know that this is only a God thing, not even just because this is a faith-based movie, anything I've did in my career, I know is a God thing. And it's just been a blessing. 
Love it. And first of all, I mean, I've only had the ability to know you for about a day now, but during that time, it's just become very evident that you're the real deal. Because I'm based in the Midwest, but I'm in Hollywood regularly, I find that a lot of people, especially in the church, outside of Hollywood, just kind of see Hollywood as a foreign country that they've Mm -hmm. never been to, Mm -hmm. you know, and that there's a lot of preconceived ideas and what it's like, and it's what everybody's like. And I know that like every place, God has placed people strategically in each and every industry in the world to be a light for him. This isn't a first film for you. This You've been in this business for a long time. You started, I think you told me when you were three. Yeah. You know, just looking here kind of through some of your your IMDb credits, uh, you did a movie Flipped. A lot of people would know The Spy Next Door with Jackie Chan, Swing Vote with Kevin Costner. I mean, you've worked with some really significant names. How has it been growing up in Hollywood as a believer and the ups and downs of that? It's been very hard. <laughs> it's been very hard. I definitely have made a lot more people mad by the choices that I've made, then I have made them happy. But I uh, grew up as a believer, and I'm thankful for that. I started a very personal relationship with God when I was about nine years old because I just I always went to church and and always just felt a uh, connection with God. And so I was very blessed to have that at a young age. And I always knew it was a God dream because I, at three and a half years old, literally it fell on my lap. I was at a nail salon and my chair just so happened to be back to back with a talent agent. And she heard me talking, but she couldn't see me. And so when she was done, she came around the corner thinking I was about six or seven and saw three and a half me and um, getting your nails done, getting my nails done (laughs) and just like full of attitude. And (laughs) she thought I was cute. And so even though they don't accept kids at that age, she still wanted to see me. So my mom took me over to her office and my mom literally had to read the lines to me off the page for me to remember because I couldn't read. And I went in and I did it and she loved me and she signed me and ended up being my agent for 11 years. And so it literally fell on my path. So as I got older, you know, my mom has always reminded me of that. And I'm very thankful for my mother because, you know, early on, it really is the parents because she, she drove me around to auditions and all these things and always kept me in the right place. And then when I was about 10 or 11, actually, with after Swing Vote, I got this really huge opportunity. It was about, you know, I would say like the Marvel of that time. And um, I got offered this huge franchise, was getting, you know, a million and a half and a three movie deal. And uh, it was crazy. Literally that fell on my lap. So I was like, is this God? Like, this is crazy that this happened. And I was going to do this film and I read the script and it was just filthy. It was filthy and um, just something that you couldn't really be proud of as a Christian. And I uh, wasn't, I didn't know what to do. So I said, you know, mom, maybe they could remove the language, uh, my character's language, because it was supposed to be like this foul mouthed, you know, superhero girl. And so my mom, you know, had that conversation with him and they were like willing, like the favor for me on that project was unbelievable. And they were just like, yes, yes, we want you to do it. We'll do anything. So then I signed on and I was going to do it. And I literally like met with the whole team and was going to do contracts and all that stuff that day. That night, I went to a worship service with my mom at our church and out of the full congregation, out of nowhere, the pastor asked me to come up and pray for a little boy to receive hearing. So I go up and I pray on this boy and I come back to my seat and I was like, mom, I can't do this movie. And she was like, why? And I said, because it's just not going to, it's not going to mix with what my ministry will be. And so my mom was like, because she had a bad feeling about 
about it, but she wanted me to do, you know, what I wanted. And so we said no. And my poor mom, she had to make that call and and Mm. say that uh, to them. And the director of the film ended up the next day sending me a Tiffany cross, even though he wasn't a believer and was like, I understand what you're standing up for. And so um, I was so thankful for my Christian roots at an early age because that helped me make that choice. And I had to watch the girl that did it go on to be really successful. And the girl who did that part get all the parts that I wanted. And so that was so hard. And I just kept my faith and I kept believing that God was bigger and God was going to move. And literally like a year or two later, I went in for a movie called Flipped based off a book and Mm -hmm. uh, Rob Reiner was directing. And I was the first girl they saw I went in first girl on the sign and sheet. I wish I still had it. Went in, I met with him and I left and honest to goodness, the next like few hours like went by. By the end of the day, I found out I had that part. They didn't do any callbacks. They didn't do anything. So it was just favor of God. And I found out that the girl who did the other movie ended up uh, not being able to get in for that one. Mm. And it was just like such a God thing, like just a God move. And so then when I hit about 15, things got really hard. I was getting sent scripts that were just unedifying things I wouldn't want to do. Long story short, went through this whole bout of depression and last year was going to quit acting, said a prayer, God, if I'm still meant to be here, then open a door for me to do something that edifies you. Never did a faith-based film. Literally word for word, God answered my prayer the next day. So this movie will forever mean something so special to me because it was God just letting me know you're meant to be here. Wow. If you enjoyed what you've heard so far on the Lucas Miles Show, I hope so. But if you are somebody who's out there and you're going, I need more of this, well, I have some good news for you. If you go to the App Store, you can download an app called the Oasis Network for Churches. That's the Oasis Network for Churches. And it is a free podcast, and you can listen to my Sunday morning sermons, messages. Uh, there's free videos on there, all sorts of goodies. And you can also live stream the Sunday morning services at the church that I speak at, which is Oasis Church in Granger, Indiana. And uh, you can visit that through the App Store. And now back to our guest on The Lucas Miles Show. From the outside, again, it's so easy to look at this and just go, oh, life must be really great in Hollywood and everything. But, you know, especially for as a believer, and obviously you've had great opportunities and platforms of influence, but, you know, there's challenges with trying to make those decisions. And a lot of times people don't have people in their lives that are guiding them. I have a a theory that a lot of actors, especially after they get so big or recognizable, that it's really hard for them to go to church because they're so public. There's, you know, people are coming up from the church to talk to them. And so, you know, they're, they're listening to live streams or they're, you know, watching things elsewhere, but you know, it's, it's challenged. So they don't get discipled. They don't get developed. And so, you know, how cool is it that you at a young age were able to be discipled young so that you're not just finding that out now and having to your way through that. So, you know, and working with Rob Reiner, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. And that's just really, really incredible. So, I mean, it's so obvious that God has just kind of hand on, on your life. Now, uh, you mentioned to me on our way up here for the interview that you had always wanted when you were younger to work with Dennis Quaid. Yes. And so here you are, you're in, I can only imagine with Dennis Quaid. And as I mentioned, I've seen the film. It's incredible. There's a lot of Christian films out there that are good films, but they're probably what people expect to see when they see a Christian film or a Mm, faith-based project. And I don't think I can only imagine is that. And I felt like, uh, and I've had Kevin Downs on the show before, I think that I can only imagine did something really unique 
in that it's a true story. It's a real life story. It's an up and down journey. It's not just kind of putting on a bow on life and everything perfect every moment. For our audience, if you haven't heard about this project, obviously it's about the song I Can Only Imagine written by Bart Millard. What was it like kind of being around that environment in this sort of this is a project with a purpose behind it versus maybe some of the other films that are here to entertain. They're here to, you know, to, to sell tickets and, and those things. Was there a different vibe going into this project than maybe some of the others? Yes, definitely. So the part about Dennis, I was so excited because I literally grew up watching The Parent Trap and films like that. So I was like so excited to work with him because I loved his films. I always loved his films. We always called my dad Dennis Quaid because he looks like him. And I was blessed and honored to work with him. And just what a beautiful performance. He's never played something like this before. So it was really weird to see him like that, especially on set. I was like, well, this isn't the Dennis Quaid I know, but beautiful in the same breath. And then to answer the question about this being different experience based on other films I've done, 100%. I've had people come up to me you know, after my other movies and say, oh, you did such a great job or it was such a great film. But for it to physically impact someone's life is unbelievable. We went to a screening a few weeks ago and a family came up to me, all kids under the age of 10 and uh, literally hanging on to me crying and they had lost their brother. And so just to hear families testimonies about how this song brought them through that and how the film impacted them in the same breath is unbelievable because I literally prayed that every day on set. I was like, God, just let this movie have the same feeling that the song does. Just something happens when you hear the piano start to play for the song for you just, you get overwhelmed and you just, you, you just worship. And so it's been a total blessing, totally different than anything I've done before because there's real lives being affected and that's nothing I could have ever dreamed of. Yeah, no, I I think it's going to impact a lot of people. When I, as soon as I got done watching it, I made my wife and I watched the screener together and I leaned over and I said, I can think of like 10 guys that need to see this movie wow. I mean, from the just the, the, you know, kind of the, the, the relationship between Bart and his father. I think there are so many men in the world that are the Dennis Quaid mm. role or or they've had a father like that and they've never dealt with it fully. And every character you see in this film, they're dealing with this same problem from a different angle. And I think that this is a really important project. I know Bart's store. I mean, God's just had his hand over that yeah. whole thing, you know, from the beginning with the song, which obviously you see in the film. I want to transition a little bit because in addition to being an actress, you are also trying your hand at some other things as well from producing, directing. What's coming for you in the future here of your career? God has brought me behind the camera a little bit. I just produced my first pilot, Beautifully Flawed, based on Cherry Rigby's true story and a book, Beautifully Flawed. And um, it's a beautiful story about how she literally went from being a drug user, broken, did everything under the sun to being used by God and now is a speaker and champion for women. And it's just beautiful. It's fun. It's a fun show. It jumps back and forth time periods for like the 80s, the 70s, <laughs> the to now. And so it's it was really fun. It was a blessing to be able to work on. So God's been kind of leading me in that direction. That was the first thing I got to do. I'm so excited about it. And I would love to put my hands into directing eventually. I think it would be awesome. But it's very different, especially coming from acting. So usually you're the one kind of being told what to do. And everyone's kind of like making sure you're okay to being the one who's doing that. And it's weird. It's definitely uh, different. But I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to see what God has next for me. You know, if I've learned anything, it's just surrender my career and my life to God. And God will do something beautiful with it. And that's what he's did with this. It's awesome. I love producing and, you know, my audience knows that that's something that I do. And people ask me, what do you do? And really, whether I'm pastoring, you know, preaching, 
producing. It's kind of all about problem solving. Yes. And, and, you know, <laughs> and you have to kind of be connected with the Lord during that process because there's so many things that can come up in making a film, the flexibility necessary. But if you don't manage it well, the stress that can come in there and just the deadlines and finishing a project. I mean, so many people that are depending upon you to have the answer to solving this. And so I think it's uh, really noteworthy that you're starting producing as young as you are. Obviously, you. there's, uh, you know, although this is changing, there's not been historically as many females in that world of production. And so I think that that's really cool as well. And so wish you all the best Thank in that you so as much. you continue, uh, continue producing. We're running a little bit out of time here. But if our audience wants to sort of stay in touch with you and follow your journey, what would that look like? I have, uh, yes, Instagram and Twitter. So my Twitter is I'm Maddie Carroll. Someone else took Madeline Carroll. So it's I'm M-A-D-D-I-E Carroll. If they're listening to this, they should give that back to you. Yeah, give it back. I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) I know. How sad. And then um, my Instagram is uh, at Mads, M-A-D-S, Carroll, C-A-R-R-O-L-L, two. Okay, very yeah. good. And we'll put that all in show links and everything else. Perfect. Grab a friend, grab family members. If you got somebody who's gone through your life that's gone through maybe some tragedy or anything else that's that's happened there. So uh, very important to bring them out to the movie. And if you don't, we will find you. So I just want you to know that. So you know, come out, support the film. I think it's definitely going to be worth it. So Madeline, so good to have you on the program today. Thank you very much for being on the Lucas Miles Show. Welcome back anytime. No, thank you for having me. Thanks. If you haven't had a chance to pick up a copy of my book, Good God, the one we want to believe in but are afraid to embrace, I want to encourage you to do so. It's available wherever books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you name it, you can find Good God there. So grab a copy. You can also always get a copy at lucasmiles.org. And after you read it, I'd love to hear from you. If you liked it, hate it, shoot me a message. Let's stay in touch and make sure and keep visiting lucasmiles.org. That's all I have for you for today, but make sure and head over to iTunes and download the Lucas Miles Show and head over to faithwire.com where you can always get the Lucas Miles Show exclusively there and listen to our newest episode. We have all sorts of exciting guests, so check it out, the Lucas Miles Show.